Can black guys jump high? You know black people can jump high. You gotta jump. You gotta do something when you're running from the police. I ask you, why you walk like this? Huh? All you, almost, all you black guy, why? Why you act like Black people walk like that because we have style, we got flavor, we got rhythm. I mean, the black man in America is the most copied man on this planet, bar none. Everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. How about that question? Cal Channing just admitted she was a nigga. The rest of them need to break down and admit it, too. Yeah, why we black people like to smoke so much weed? Can you tell me why? <laughs> well, I have a question for that nigga. Well, where are your teeth, nigga? Sometimes they can go overboard, and it's real sad. And don't ask me about drugs. Ask Whitney and Bobby. Don't ask me. All right. Do you remember the Chappelle show? Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. When I saw this this morning, I knew. I knew we got to talk about this. <sighs> this, this was a tough one. It's weird, you know, you're driving and you see it. It's like, no. No. Mm. Born in Shreveport, Louisiana. August 4th, 1941. He was months away from turning 80. Mr. Paul Mooney. Comedian. Dead at the age of 79. Social critic. Writer. Best known as Richard Pryor's. I mean, Batman and Robin. Richard Pryor and Paul Mooney. Come on. I first learned of Paul Mooney, I think many of us did, through Chappelle's show. But I knew of him because Whoopi would always talk about him. And every now and then, David Letterman would have Paul Mooney on. And I just played you a taste of Paul Mooney on Chappelle's show. He was very fan- It was his segment. It was called Ask a Black Dude. So, Paul, Paul Mooney was fearless. He ruffled feathers. He told truths that people just didn't have the balls to tell. And he made it funny. I don't think I've... uh, Comedians now, it's kind of like, oh, it's politically correct. If you look at what Richard Pryor and George Carlin and... uh, Lenny Bruce did. Even Moms Mabley. It It was a fearlessness. There was uh, no holds barred. And this is when you can even say certain words on TV. Hello, seven words. But Paul Mooney, Paul Mooney really didn't get a lot of credit. And, and he and I loved how he would dish it. And he wrote a lot of sketches for Saturday Night Live. He did that exorcist sketch with Richard Pryor. On Saturday Night Live, I believe he did that. Yeah, he was a writer. Paul Mooney, he did the Chappelle show. He did Larry Sanders show, In Living Color, Pryor's Place, Richard Pryor show, Saturday Night Live, Good Times, Sanford and Son. I love Sanford and Son. Mm. He was in Meet the Blacks. He was in The Godfather of Comedy. It's the End of the World. Good Hair. Know Your History. Jesus is Black, so was Cleopatra. Paul Mooney, Analyzing White America. The N-word. Jojo Dancer, your life is called. <laughs> yeah, he was even in the Buddy Holly story. He played he played Sam Cooke. He wrote books. 
In his book, Black is the New White, Mooney talks about his partnership with Richard Pryor from their meeting to Pryor's death in 2005. Mooney reflects on his childhood and some of the most notorious moments in his life, including organizing a performer strike on the comedy store and publicly giving the N-word after uh, giving it up after Michael Richards' onstage outbursts. It features a foreword written by Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle loved Paul Mooney. And that was the beautiful thing about Dave Chappelle was when the Chappelle show came about he knew he knew that if he brought aboard Paul Mooney things things were going to get good they were going to get good i know a lot of people who don't like Paul Mooney fuck you <laughs> It's safe to say there's people in my family who love... My brother and I both talk about Paul Mooney. My cousin loves Paul Mooney. In fact, Paul... I think Paul Mooney said this joke. My cousin sent this to me. And I I knew immediately where it came from. He said, Hattie McDaniel came back as Oprah. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Paul would say something like that. He dished it. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to... I mean, he knew... Were they going to come for him? No. No. <sighs> yeah. I love when he when he kept, kept keeps it real. You know what I mean? And he talks about... He talks about Angelina Jolie. He talks about... Here we go.
white woman to play her. <laughs> but I got one better than that. I'm getting ready to drive y'all crazy. I got one better than that. Who's this white woman? They say she's the greatest actress ever to set on an American stage. Meryl somebody. What's her name? Meryl Street. Guess who she getting ready to play? Harriet Tubman. I can't wait for the reviews. I can't wait. The white reviews. She was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> The makeup was phenomenal. <laughs> Some of my best friends are black. I felt as if she was my best friend. When she freed the first slaves, I got naked in the theater. <laughs> See, you laughing. Because you know I'm bullshitting you, but that Hollywood's so goddamn crazy, it might be true. Hello. Hello. That's Paul Mooney doing what he does best. Talking about Hollywood. Now, he was in movies. He was in Bamboozled. Remember Bamboozled? That's Spike Lee. Here's Paul Mooney playing Sam Cooke. Not personally, I don't book gospel acts. Now, what about the Trinias? How much for five days? Hold it, Mickey. There's something wrong with the phone. Now, what's that price again? Mickey, for Christ's sake, I don't want to keep them. I just want to use them for a week. What about Frankie Lyman and the... I'm looking for it. I'm looking for... Because we got to get to Sam Cook. Where's Sam? Good audience. You go out there and kill him. Okay. Thanks, Sam. Dum do do Hey, young blood. Looking good. I heard Solly signed you up for the whole tour. Yeah, I couldn't bear the thought of you and my poker money leaving town the same time. Well, come on back here. I'll play another hand. For that suit you got on, I want to give it to my brother. He's an undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Get your money out, cook. That's uh, Paul Mooney in... Buddy Holly story. Yeah. Paul Mooney spoke so many truths. Well, folks. Here we go. Here he is. America's favorite, my favorite, Miss Paul Mooney. Woo! And now, Mooney on Movies. Our first film is Gone with the Wind. This film is an epic romance centering around Scarlett O'Hara a damsel in distress during the Civil War. It is a must-own, must-see movie. I highly recommend it. I couldn't agree with you more. I've actually seen Gone with the Wind 13 times since I was 10 years old. No kidding. You must be on crack. I don't think uh, we've seen the same movie. I thought Scarlett was a hoe because she went to bed with everybody uh, but Mammy. I love Mammy. Mammy was the best. The best scene in the movie is when Mammy told the white people, get off my poach, white trash. I stood and I applauded. I loved every bit of it. I liked Mammy, though. I really, I thought she was great. I thought she had a great role. Do you know in real life, it was Hattie McDaniels. They wouldn't let Mammy go to the opening. 
Hollywood, no, no, Hollywood goes too far. But she she's dead. Adorable. But she's dead. But everybody comes well, back. Everybody comes back to get their money. She, she, uh, she came back as Oprah Winfrey to get her money. <laughs> Barbershop is a smart comedy about a day in the life of a black barbershop on the south side of Chicago. It is owned by Ice Cube and inhabited by a colorful cast of characters who bicker with one another in various hilarious ways. Recently, a sequel was made. You know it's just a front. It, it really, they sell drugs out of barbershops. <laughs> the Last Samurai centers around Tom Cruise, a Civil War veteran who goes to Japan and teaches the Emperor's troops how to fight. Mr. No, no. Another movie that's... I was offended by it. I mean, Hollywood is crazy. The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. He's the last samurai. Mm -hmm. Give me a break. That movie was offensive. I mean, Hollywood is crazy. At first they had the Mexican with Brad Pitt, and now they've got the last samurai with Tom Cruise. Well, I've written the film. Maybe they'll maybe they'll produce my film. The last nigga on earth starring Tom Hanks. How about that? That's Mooney at the movies. Yeah. Uh, I loved I loved listening to him on Howard Stern. I like you, if you can hear me laughing in the background. Come on. Adopting black babies. I think it's a good thing. Didn't Madonna just steal one? Yeah. Do you yeah. really feel that way? I don't think she stole. Oh, she come on. She stole a black. Stop baby. it. Why do you How think she that? Steal I the think baby. she stole a black You're baby. Being I'm, sure. no, I'm, I'm, I'm being funny, but I'm being right. just. I think. I think Madonna. I think all white people who adopt little crackhead babies are great. That's wonderful. <laughs> it's good, right? I, I, no. Well, well, it's payback because. Uh, we used to raise white people, now they're raising us. It's just, it's you know, payback is, you know, it's a circle. The kid was in an orphanage since he was two weeks old. Madonna comes in, she rescues him, she's going to give him a, a nice life. Parents who love him, or, or even if they don't love him, at least give him a roof over <laughs> his head. He'll have a nice home. Well, he I, had tuberculosis, yeah, this kid, I mean, he had great. pneumonia. I mean, it's great, it's right? Great. I've adopted three little heroin white babies. <laughs> Where do you get them? Huh? Oh, I got them. They're, they're, out, they're in the car. They're in the car. I don't need a babysitter. They, they nod. They, they nod. Oh, yeah, they nod. I'm trying to get me some meth teenagers. I want them to clean my house. You seem to know so much. Why don't you run for an office or something? A meth teenager who just has bottles of energy. Right, right. Oh, this is great. They tell me Oprah has some African children. It's very popular. The she has a whole orphanage. This and then there's Angelina Jolie but, but, who's but she adopting won't, oh, around You know what? I'm sick of that stuff about this adopting these black, white, green. This is old. Josephine Baker started this whole yeah. thing. Come on. Right. This is old. That's right. They always recycle our stuff and copy us. Right. right. Yeah, and say it's new. This but is old. I see what happened with Madonna. She had to get the baby from this guy because otherwise she'd have had to stay in the country 18 months. Well, together. I don't think the guy realized who she was. He didn't oh, realize stop. it was Madonna. That it was right. Madonna. He just thought it was some white woman that wanted to play with a black child. He, you know, and, and, you know, and then he said, and then he woke yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, they go, do you know who that was? That's got to be yeah. exciting. Yeah, now yeah. he's worried she's going to send the kid back. Did you hear that? What? The, the father. He Madonna's says, Madonna's oh, not crap. giving a black kid back. Oh, Come crap. She, was she might give that. it back. No, no, no. no. <laughs> so tell me what happened to you. I'm upset about this. You're okay. working with Whoopi Goldberg. Where was this? At? So, was this at the Apollo? The Apollo. The world famous Apollo. That's a very liberal place, the Apollo. The, okay, the world famous Apollo. And it was produced by, uh, I've got Alzheimer's, I can't even know. Time Warner. Time Warner. Yeah, the, the executive, but the woman that produces it, and the woman that produces it fought like a woman wrestler for me. 
She wow. really did. She, she fought, believed in you. She, she fought for it, and she said, we can edit it, we can this. But wait, 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 wait. Is this a comedy show that you guys were doing or a, a sketch comedy show? comedy show. Comedy, like stand-up. It was comedy. And you got up and started talking about President Bush. I started with the Bush jokes, and they what? said I was Bush-hating, Bush-bashing, all this. I thought I was in America, but Who basically. says this to you, that you're Bush? In other words, you're out there on the stage you in front of a live audience. That? I Look, I come out, I'm hosting. Mm-hmm. We'll be hosted tonight. I was supposed to host a couple, you know, whatever. Right. I'm there the whole week. I come out on stage. I start talking. Because what did you say? Let me hear what's so terrible that you said. What did you say the about horrible Bush? things that I said yeah, about Yeah, what Bush? did you say well, about Well, first Bush? of all, I said the man that said he was a devil was correct. I said okay. the man was correct and I could prove it. I said his first name is George. Count the letters. That's six. The, the middle name is Walter. Count the letters. Six. Add Bush Junior. Six six six. <laughs> Bush Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I never looked at it that way. Yeah. I said six six six. He's he's the old man. He's right, Damien. That doesn't, that doesn't sound like a that's, terrible thing. That's not a terrible thing yeah. to right, say. Right, right. Okay. Then I said that uh, he couldn't find Bin Laden. Right. I said, because he is Bin Laden. <laughs> that's not a terrible thing that's to say. That's not terrible. I mean, no. it's funny, but it's not terrible. No, but it's not a terrible thing to that's say. Right. And I said, Bin Laden, what did I say? I said, Bin Laden was uh, seven foot nine. Where was he hiding? You know, on a basketball court. <laughs> or maybe at Whitney's house, now that Bobby's gone. And, you know, so just the thing. Then I also said, Bush, what I said? I, I said, I hated his whole family. Right. I mean, starting with the daddy. <laughs> I think there's more. Oh no, there isn't. That was, yeah. Paul, uh, Paul Mooney didn't didn't hold back. He just didn't hold back. That's what I I loved about him. What a what a great comedian. And a lot of you who just think, oh, what's what's current now is cool. A lot of you think that. A lot of you. I don't want to go back. It's like that homework. You don't want to do it. I don't want to have to do it again. You just lost it. The computer. You know how many times that happened to me where the computer would peter out? And it's like, oh, I didn't save my work. I got to retype it. And so my brain is like, okay, fuck it. You, you know, you got to get to the finish line. And a lot of you, oh, I don't want to dig history on Paul Mooney, Richard Pryor. That was before my time. Yeah, that was before your mom's and dad's time. So... Not mine, because they were they were around. Here's what I loved. So we 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 all live in a world. We know what we know about Cosby. Pryor and Mooney knew about Cosby. Pryor didn't like Cosby, and I'm not trying to stir a can of worms here. Pryor just didn't like Cosby. He knew he, uh, and even Mooney. Mooney talks about that. Um. But aside from that, you know, Paul Mooney was a fucking genius, and I wanna, I wanna go, I wanna find a rundown of all his writing credits because you know what? I was listening to his um, jokes today on my lunch break. I was just howling, howling, and only Paul Mooney could do that. He talked about how American Idol basically was a rip from Showtime at the Apollo. Hello. I remember that. But as a writer. You know, at Saturday Night Live. Richard Pryor, episode one. Yep. Sanford and Son. Fred Sanford, Legal Eagle. Sanford and Son, Sister Makes Three. The Dowry. Richard Pryor Show. 
where Richard was playing the first black president. Hello. So he knew he knew Obama was coming. Yeah. Wrote friend living. I loved in living color. Oh, this is good. This this is some of the stuff that Paul wrote. We got to give this man credit. Got to give him credit. Duke and the cornbread turner. <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Forever Silky, Bloopers, Michael Bolton, hello, Michael Jackson, Little Timmy's Not My <laughs> Lover, Dickie Peterson, Cherub of Justice, Compilations, The Best of In Living Color 2, Anton and the Recruiter, Antoine Merriweather, remember that? Oh, I live in my box, Bigger Brother, Homie De Clown Returns, Conspiracy, Anton and the People's Court, Vera DeMilo, hello, Introducing Homie De Clown. I knew somewhere that Paul, Paul, first of all, Paul had that great voice. Paul had that great voice. And it wasn't just about him performing, but him as a writer. Here we go. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. One day, homie will break all the chains. Then he'll fly away. But until that day, homie don't play. One dollar. Darn it. And it's sweet. <laughs> I like to say this often. I don't think so. Homie don't play that. And I used to say that on this show. That was written by Mr. Paul Mooney. The eternal Paul Mooney. Because just because he's dead in body, in spirit, you don't fuck with Paul Mooney. If this is strong language for you, go somewhere else. Homie once had a little doggy just like this. His name was Palomine. Pet him. I could spend a whole hour talking about Paul Mooney. I really could. But you all got to eat and I've already eaten. I want I want to tell some of his jokes. What a trailblazer. Ah, the New York Times, Paul Mooney, the trailblazing comedian for his blunt boundary pushing 
routines about racism and social justice for his work with Richard Pryor. See, I love how they mention they they mention Richard later. They don't say bestie of Richard Pryor. So, okay, is this it right here? Hmm. These are his truths. This is what Paul said about Richard. I've never seen anyone more messed up over success than Richard Pryor. For him, it's a constant battle between success and the white world and keeping it real for his black self. Yep. I have known Michael Richards for something like 20 years. We're friends. Oh, goodness, Paul. Julie Christie. I used to hang out with her. She was friends with Rich Pryor, Warren Beatty, and all of them. There was a club in Beverly Hills called the Candy Store, a private club. I used to hang out with them all. (laughs) Mm. Racism is a form of insanity. Human beings become racist when they started talking. Speech has a lot to do with it. I don't do drugs because my grandmother raised me. I think like an old black southern woman, if I'd done coke, I'd probably be cooking pancakes. (laughs) Oh, God. Let's look at some of this. This I loved Paul. Paul Mooney on high gas prices. Is it just me or is it gas high? They ain't been a drive by in three weeks. You hear motherfuckers dick going, I can't afford to kill that motherfucker. I can't. Paul Mooney on homeless people. When I see a homeless white person, I start crying. What a waste of white skin. Oh, shit. Paul Mooney on slavery. God picked us to be slaves because we can handle it. If the white folks would have been slaves, the shit would have ended in 20 minutes. Chains and and it's not gold. Call my lawyer. Get your thing, Susan. We're out of here. Hmm. Paul Mooney on the Iraq War. Hello. As George Bush. Weapons of mass destruction. I'm so sure they have them. Yeah. You and your daddy because you got that receipt. Ooh. He's got some good quotes. The Oprah one is probably the best. I can't change the past, but one person can change the future. Anything can happen. People don't want to hear the truth. They never do. They want to live in some kind of fantasy. Say it, Paul. If you don't have money and have fame, you don't have any confidence in your blackness, then it's all for nothing. Sometimes what you do, you have no control over because it is predestined. It's, it's going to happen in spite of you. There's nothing you can do about it. There's no such thing as reverse racism. That's Paul Mooney. That's Paul Mooney. What a What an icon. I think what he what he brought to the table was real. It was real. It was really real. Hmm. Did he write The Exorcist?
Hmm. Yep. Bamboozled, directed by Spike Lee. Woo-hoo. I love this. He was also known as a member of the Black Pack, a comedy clique that included Robert Townsend, Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall, Keenan Ivory Waynes. Although he was often overshadowed by his peers, some of his some of the stuff he he would say hit at home so hard people in the audience would go. This ain't funny. Townsend said in 2016 interview with uh, New York Magazine, Mr. Mooney experienced a career resurgence in the early 2000s after bringing his <laughs> brand of comedy to Chappelle's show, in which he played Negro Damas, a black version of the purported ne- Seer Nostradamus. Asked why white people loved actor and comedian Wayne Brady, he replied that it was because he makes Bryant Gumble look like Malcolm X. <laughs> He also appeared in the show's Ask a Black Dude sketches. Once answering a question about why African Americans walk with such a swagger, he responded with a nod towards centuries of anti-black discrimination. Black people walk, walk like that because we've got style, we got flavor, we've got rhythm, he said. I mean, the black man in the, uh, America is the most copy man on this planet. That's true. That's true. He was born... I want to I get his name right. Lenny. He was born Paul Glandney in Shreveport, Louisiana, and grew up in Oakland, California. Woo! His parents were teenagers at the time. He was raised mainly by his grandmother, who nicknamed him Mooney, which he later adopted as his stage name. As a teen, he competed in dance contests and eventually performed on television show Dance Party, a California alternative to American Bandstand. He later served in the Army and joined the Gotti Charles Circus after seeing a help wanted ad for a ringmaster. Mr. Mooney said he met Pryor in the late 60s while housing a party at his Sunset Boulevard bungalow. The relationship started off poorly. He said he threw Pryor out after the comedian suggested everyone get in bed and have a freak thing. But improved after Pryor borrowed one of his jokes and gave him a $10,000 watch as a token of thanks. Woo! In the early 70s, at a time when few African-American writers were working on television, they collaborated to write episodes of Sanford and Son. Mr. Mooney later wrote for The Richard Pryor Show, a short-lived 1977 variety series that included up-and-coming comedians such as Robin Williams, Sandra Bernhard, and appeared with Pryor in a film comedy such as Which Way Is Up from 1977 and Bustin' Loose, 1981. Together with Rocco Riersi, they wrote the script for JoJo Dancer, Your Life Is Colin, 1986, which Pryor directed and starred as a comedian who, as he had in real life, set himself on fire while freebasing cocaine. Whenever I read interviews, reviews about what a comic genius Richard is, I have the same response. I know him too well, Mr. Mooney wrote in his memoir. Yeah, Richard Pryor is the funniest man America has ever seen. Mark Twain is a runner-up. Richard is Dark Twain. But I know he is a junkie first and a genius second. That's cold, but it's the hard, sad truth. Mr. Mooney was married and divorced. At- okay, we're not getting into that. We're not getting into that. Ah, here we go. In 2006, he made headlines when he renounced the N-word after comedian Michael Richards' racist outburst at the Laugh Factory. But he continued performing with his unusual bluntness. And when he declared in a 2012 comedy special that the only way to end racism was to kill everyone on planet. I can't say it. I'm sorry, Paul. Oh, fuck. 
Oh, I love this one. I like when people are trapped in the joke when there's no escape. He told Canada's Globe. Yep. Yep. I'm sorry, Paul. I'm sorry. Paul's going to come and haunt me now because I didn't say it. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I know. I had my chance to say it. Paul, don't hate me, buddy. You're you're in the afterlife with Richard now. You probably think that motherfucker won't say it. All right. This is these are Paul's words. His bluntness when he declared in 2012 comedy special that the only way to end racism was to kill every white person on this planet. Okay, Paul. All right. I love what he said about Carol Channing. <laughs> Paul Mooney gone. But not forgotten at the age of 79. Oh, that would have been one hell of an 80th birthday. What a what an icon. What an icon. And I think what Paul taught us was is that, hey, we're all together. It's just there's a lot of bullshit and there's a lot of red tape and there's a lot of hypocrisy. And Paul Paul loved everybody. He loved white people. He loved black people. He loved Mexican people. He loved Asian people. He loved gay people. He loved straight people. He loved trans. He loved everything. He loved people. And the universality, though, that we all know how Hollywood just fucks things up and whitewashes everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Paul, thank you giving us the truth as hard as it can I, and I you know at first I wasn't going to say that and I thought that quote and I thought no I got to I got to I got to and and to my listeners who are listening and you know those are Paul's words but you got to understand that's in a com- comedic context okay he was a historian he was a sociologist and race we're still dealing with race. I think we will always deal with race, unfortunately. And as someone who with brown skin, yeah, we're always going to deal with race. I'm always looked at twice. Whether I'm out in the country on my uh, near my property and people look at me the other way. And kind of move to the side. Not just because of COVID, but they move to the side. And I want... Or a couple, I remember one time I was out jogging and I wasn't on anyone's property. I was on the state's property. I was on a state road. What you doing? And I said, I'm out here jogging. I said, I'm not on your property. And I was walking in the fucking uh, ditch. It was this big, fat farmer. And I almost want to say, why don't you get your happy ass out of that truck? Why don't you walk rather than drive around like Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall? Humpty Dumpty tipped all that shit over and fell. It's bluntness. It's bluntness. And so, you know, I love what Paul did. I wish I had some of the fearlessness that Paul had, Paul Mooney. What an original. So, yeah. What he said about Richard Pryor was true. He loved Richard Pryor. He will always love Richard Pryor. They're probably up there right now. Or not up there. They're in between worlds going, fuck. Now this is it. This is living. This is living. And it was. What a... 
As I said this morning, I posted something about it, and I have no words. I have no words. We lose people. You know, Charles Grodin just died. That's a long life. Paul Mooney. Oh, God. He seemed like he was going to live forever. And his humor is... It's in all of us. When I tell people... This is how I said it. When I said that Paul Mooney died and everyone... Chappelle show. Prior. Howard Stern, because he would love being on Howard Stern. And then he later said something about Howard Stern. (laughs) It was Paul Moody. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Paul, for sharing yourself with us. Sharing the truth as hard as the truth is for some people. Paul at the movies, I love that. Where he said about Become with the Wind. That's true, though. Scarlett was a hoe. She was a hoe. Hmm. And he was on Howard Stern years ago talking about Don Imus and all that other shit. So, in the words of the great Paul Mooney. Yeah. What is it? Cleopatra was black. Jesus was black too. So was Moses. Moses was fucking black. We're all black. Civilization started in Africa. And then we all went to different climates and, well, it was like a scene out of The Exorcist, basically. So unpleasant dreams. In the words of Paul Mooney, Haddon McDaniel got the last laugh. She came back as Oprah, got her money back. Fuck yeah. Good night. We love you, Paul Mooney.